0: good morning everybody it is Layton Watson so strong solid so we're here with faith family and finance where we're here to strengthen your faith strengthen your family and get your finance in the right place uh, it is Sunday April 19th 2020 and today we're going to be talking about money I hope you enjoy it um, I'm really passionate about this one so love peace and hair grease and I'll catch you on the flip side All right everybody welcome, welcome, welcome. I am excited about this session today uh this morning, I was listening to um at my church, you know where it's covid nineteen right now it's coronavirus going on, so everybody's doing home church and uh, I was listening to a guest speaker today talk a little bit about money and um, it had me thinking about a few specific um, areas uh, about money and and how we are controlled by it and I wanted to share that because you know my podcast here we're going to talk about faith family and finance so inevitably we've got to talk about money and money is a big topic uh in the podcast but it's also a big topic in life and it is a huge topic in the bible you know I think the, the pastor was talking about he was saying that there's uh, over 500 passages in the new testament specifically about money where faith and prayer only has is less than half of that. So money is an important topic. So we have to understand it, um, but we also have to put it in its right place. All right, so let's talk about that. Now, the the, the point I want to start with is called, um, is about FEAR. All right, so FEAR, F-E-A-R. Now, there's this acronym that people like to use and throw around, and sometimes it sounds really cliche. Uh, just me saying this, you probably have heard it before, you know where it's coming. It's called False evidence appearing real, okay? False evidence appearing real. So what does that mean? It means that the evidence, the situation I find around myself isn't real, okay? It's false. It is not truth, okay? But my perception of it is that it is. But it's false and it appears to be real, okay? So it's, what it's saying is that I have wrong information. The information I'm receiving is incorrect. All right. And what I do is I act based on that false information. All right. So it's false evidence appearing real. Because if it appears real, I'm going to act on that information. But if that information is false, my reactions are going to be completely screwed up. It's going to be completely wrong. So remember, we don't have a spirit of fear and timidity, but of love, power and a sound mind. So we don't want to ascribe to fear. But how often do we Approach our money from a position of fear, right? We approach it from the position of feeling that we don't have enough, right? And I totally get it, all right? Especially now with coronavirus and COVID-19, so many people have been laid off from their jobs. So many people um, are on reduced salary and their expenses haven't gone down, you know? Very much yes, for those who had to pay daycare costs i'm sure you 're really happy about that right now. you know you can just stay home, take care of the family, take care of the kids even though they're driving you crazy and you've got to do the homework with them and all this sort of stuff. but your expenses have gone down for some of you, but there's so many people whose expenses have not gone down, okay um, they were already on a string budget, okay and so this is a very difficult time for them and so all of the evidence is that it's going to be a difficult time it's a time in which We need to be nervous, right? Um, And everything about the way in which we think is going to be around not having enough, right? I'm not going to have enough to make my car payment this month. I'm not going to have enough to make my my OSAT payment or my credit card payment or my um, whatever loan payment. I'm not going to have enough money to buy food and get enough groceries. Um, I'm skimping on toilet paper and I'm using A4 paper soaked in water. Sorry, guys, I know that was a little bit, uh, yeah, hopefully nobody's doing that, okay? But you guys get what I'm saying, right? Like, for so many people right now, everything in their mind is going to be about not having enough. But sometimes we have to really analyze that. Take a step back and say, what do we mean by that? What is the evidence that I don't have enough? Is it that I don't have enough or that I don't have enough to live the life that I think I should be living? Based on my own standards okay is it that I don't have enough to eat steak (laughs) you with me right is it that I don't have enough to buy all the snacks that I want right is it that I don't have enough to to buy something on Amazon to make my life more convenient at home okay what is it that we're really saying that we don't have enough for that we're afraid of okay that we're you know trying everything in our power to get more money for, right? Like, if you think about it, if you have a house, and you have a car, and you have food, you're winning. Like, I have a house, I have a car, I have two cars, and I have food. In the grand scheme of things, I am winning. I have so many things to be thankful for, okay? I have way more than I need, right? Where I'm doing this recording right now, I have uh, suitcases. Okay, and I'm looking and there are four suitcases I have. No, five. There's five suitcases. I mean, there's only three of us in the family. Why do we have five suitcases? Okay, so many, right? We have so much more than we need of so many other things. So think about it. We are really winning. And here's the kicker. If we were to lose it all, lose the house, lose the car, lose the food, And still have a place to sleep, a way to move around, bread and water. We're still winning. That is what we forget. Is that if we still have shelter, transport, bread and water, we are still winning. Right? Like, I'm going to come out with a new brand of trainers. New brand of sneakers. I'm going to call it 10 toes. 10 toes. You get it? Come on, guys. 10 toes. Okay? We have 10 toes. We can move around. That's something to give thanks about, right? Maybe we don't have a car. We've got a TTC pass. If you don't have a TTC pass, you can wear my shoes, right? They're called 10 toes, all right? Give thanks. We have something that we can move around with, right? So we don't want to operate out of fear because at the end of the day, God has said he is going to provide for us. If you look at the sparrow, okay? His eye is on the sparrow, so I know he watches over me, all right? Um, But I know... That it is a scary thought to think that we may have to take a step back. You know, I, I pride myself on the idea that, you know, my parents sacrificed a whole lot so that we could have um, what we have, right? Like, um, like I'm, my parents weren't able to purchase a home as early as I was, okay? I um, was able to go to university. I was able to get a degree. I was able to get a, a pretty good job, right? So all of these things my parents sacrificed for, and for me to to lose everything seems like a step back but we have to remember that God is in the business of giving us stuff to accumulate okay he's in the in the business of building our character so we can be more like his son so if that means that I have to lose everything in order to become more like his son we're not taking a step back we're taking a step forward okay and that's really an important um principle to understand all right now what, am, I, am I advocating that we all sell everything that we have? Uh, no, okay? We are still planning for our future. We still have a responsibility to prepare for our future, okay? We still have a responsibility to, um, to put money away, to save, right? The key word that we need to understand is to be good stewards, okay? Stewardship, to be good stewards of the resources that we have been given, okay some god has given um, a situation where they don't have a lot of material possession and to some he's given the opportunity to have many material possessions okay in both cases you're still required to be a good steward okay right we're still required to use what we have and multiply it okay and that multiplication doesn't necessarily mean that um, you take one dollar and make two dollars out of it okay but how do you use that money to benefit others and so that it can go further and you can do more with less Okay, he's given us that responsibility to be good stewards. right, so it does mean, one, we need to understand the rules of money. Okay, we need to understand what God has said about money. Okay, it is something that passes through us. Okay, and he will do the multiplication. He will multiply it. Okay, now, do we just hoard it? No. Okay, there's going to be a part in which we grow and we invest and we allow that to multiply. Okay, and then we take that multiplication and we give to him and give to his causes and give to his purposes. All right, like I like to say, a closed hand can't receive. Okay, that hand needs to be open to receive. Okay, and also to pass on. All right, so we need to also have a spirit of giving. Okay, we need to have that spirit of giving uh, to open our hands in order to be able to help others. And when I listen to the sermon today, I realized something about myself, you know, um, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you see on the on the television, you've got the televangelists, right? And they're always begging for money. They are always saying, give, 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 you know, and they're dancing around and, you know, people are coming up and throwing uh, 10, 20, 30 dollars on the, on the stage and pastors dancing and moonwalking and breakdancing on the money and stuff. And that always gives me a, an uncomfortable feeling about money. Okay, and, and giving to to churches and, and that sort of stuff, right? And, you know, it's something that I'm still trying to work through. You know, even though, you know, I've been to many quality churches, you know, I, I think that um, it's always been a point of contention for me. One thing that has never been a point of contention for me is to, when I see somebody in need, regardless whether they believe what I believe, um, someone in need is uh, someone who is being made in the image of God and requires... And deserves our support and our help right and so I've, I've been much more apt and likely to give directly to a cause um, or to a person or to a family or something where I can see right away how that is going to be beneficial you know and the scriptures um, you know God has a heart for the alien uh, the orphan and the widow right and in our communities right now, you know, the aliens are a lot of the immigrants who come into Canada um, seeking refuge from war, okay? And they require our help and support. Um, he's given a heart for the immigrant and the alien who's the, the same person in, in our current context. Um, the, the, the orphan and the widows, you know, often there are, there are orphans and widows in our community right now okay, the widows, you know, they've gotten to an older age, their husband has passed away, they need help, but also, you know, single mothers fall into this category also, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, their, their partners are not with them, and they're vulnerable, and so, they may be raising kids on their own, and, um, those children need their, need our support, as do the mothers, and some kids who've just been completely abandoned and left in the system, all right, um, those people in particular, they require our help, they require our support, they require our care and um, our attention. And so, you know, I feel that, you know, my resources, I want to be able to contribute and give more directly to some of those things um, as well. So that's it for me today. I know there was a lot to kind of take in. It was a, it was a bit of a shorter podcast, but there's a lot kind of packed into these, uh, you know, 10, 15 minutes. But I hope that it resonates with you. And I'm just going to do a, a quick recap, uh, take from this um, what you may, and hopefully it helps you move forward in understanding money. So one, you know, money is a, a terrible master. It's a great seven, but a terrible master, right? So don't, don't give in to the fear. Don't give in to the false evidence appearing real. God is our ultimate provider, all right? Um, look at really what we have, okay? If we have a house, a car, and food, we'll win it. But if we have shelter, transport, toes and bread and water, we're still winning. OK, so give thanks. We have we're still doing well in the world um, comparatively if we have just a few of those things as well. All right. Planning is still our responsibility. So we still need to be diligent and be good stewards of what we had, have. But that money is ultimately to come to us and pass through us. All right. So don't be afraid to allow that money to pass through um, while you're being diligent with what you have. And uh finally is to do some self searching. You know, if you have a, a challenge with giving, um, you know, think about it. What what is the challenge? Do you have a hang up about the church and how things go in terms of how money is being distributed and being stewarded? Um, do you want to see the direct results of where you're you're giving your, your tithe or you have um a, a clearer picture or God is kind of put on your heart as to what you need to do with the resources that He's blessed you with. So Um, Take that in guys. Hopefully you enjoyed it today and um, I'll see you next time on the flip side on Faith, Family and Finance. So I hope you enjoyed that episode today. Um, We covered a lot of information. Um, It's something that is really been on my heart. And so um, I hope you uh, share it with your friends, share it with your family, and um, I'll catch you next week on Faith Family Finance.